Oh, Calvin. So you think this audio is so bad we should not post it? It's so bad, Jared, <laughs> that, I mean, for us, we're used to a high-quality product, and this is so bad for us and so bad for our rep right now. iPhone audio in a empty house. It doesn't get much worse than that. It is kind of echoey. I never thought about that. Yeah, especially because we don't have mics. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Open Road Podcast, helping you find a little bit more adventure in your everyday. My name is Calvin, and my beautiful co-host, Jer, is sitting in. Calvin, Jer. you've never called me beautiful before. I am so honored. You are. You are. <laughs> you used to look like Jar Jar Binks, and now you don't. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Um, yesterday, Calvin and I, we were recording this episode at my new mm-hmm. place. We had the Zoom recorder, and we we, me, I, Jeremy, forgot the SD card, so we couldn't record. Who knew you need an SD card, you know? Uh, it, it was actually, <laughs> Calvin, it was really funny. So we recorded our banter, and then Calvin's like, no, we need to make it good. And I agree, we want better audio. And I was listening to it, and I was actually shocked at how bad it was. I've usually had good luck with iPhone recordings. It must have been something about that empty house, the way the audio was was mixing together like the high echo with our hmm. low voices it sounded like we were drunk slurring and talking with marbles in our mouths we were like a couple beers in <laughs> no, <laughs> so i mean <laughs> that was definitely no it sounds so strange anyways we're happy to redo the audio here we are jer we are on you know perhaps a bit of a series right now a maker series yes and that just kind of happened. We didn't really do a whole lot of planning for it, but we had a bunch of our guests lining up, and we're like, hey, these guests kind of have you know a little bit in common here. So uh, it, it kind of turned into this really neat series, and you were telling me the other day that you had something that you made that you yes. were going to tell me, and you didn't tell me, and I was really interested. So please yes. share. Yes, yes, of course. So yeah, we were thinking about what to talk about during this episode. In just a minute, we have Cam from Skillshare coming on, and they are basically a web platform that helps you learn new skills. And so I was telling Calvin that I had learned a new skill. And Calvin, it was a culinary skill. Go on. I love culinary so skills. I have a question for you, Calvin. Have you yes. ever in your entire life poached an egg? Several times. Okay, well, that was what I learned how to do. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no big deal. Um, but here's what I learned. Um, I, I was going to go make poached eggs, and my wife said to me, you know it's a little more complicated than just dropping an egg in boiling water to get the perfect poached egg. Mm, did okay. you know that? Um, or yeah, did like you it, just drop them in water? I don't just like willy-nilly drop it from 10 feet above. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so here's what you do. You got to get it just, this is what I learned anyway, you got to get it just to right before it's a rolling boil, so like okay, a, just okay. a simmer, so it's not like sending the egg uh white everywhere mm-hmm. and then i took a spoon and i made a, a slow swirl in the in the in the water oh, interesting and i also put about a teaspoon of vinegar in the water huh and once you have this slow swirl going again you crack your egg and you basically get it right in there sometimes you put it in another dish so that you can just yeah, yeah. uh drop it in i think actually i did use a ramekin and so I just slide it in, and then this slow swirl wraps the egg. And just right in the eddy. Like, just stick it right in there. <laughs> yeah, and then it, the, the swirl wraps the white around the yolk, and then two and a half minutes later, you have your perfect poached egg. And was it pretty, like, pretty nice? Because often they get really flappy and stringy. 
See, that's where the swirl and the vinegar yeah, help. I've never heard of the swirl or the vinegar. So it was a new skill I was because I was going into this thinking, hey, I'm going to throw a poached egg on some toast. I've never made a poached egg before. Well, and then I took the time to learn the skill it took to do it right. Jared, I mean, define skill. I mean, you did one thing once. Do you now have that skill or do you just have the know-how to do something? Next time we're hanging out and we have breakfast together, I will make you poached eggs and you can be the judge. Yeah, perhaps I will decide if it's a true skill that you possess or not. And you still owe me a carbonara meal. So how, is that there, how do I possibly owe you anything at you this do. point? You do. We had life? a fishing competition from the season of 2016. Oh, I that's true. I destroyed you, and you still haven't made me any food. So, uh, Okay, yeah. Well, come on over. We'll <laughs> poach an egg. Oh, uh, yes. Very good. So anyways, that was the skill that I learned, so that's kind of cool. Neat. I like culinary skills. Um, I was actually l- looking through um, the Skillshare website this morning because I was, after we had our conversation with Cam, I was pretty excited just to look more into it and see what kind of things they offer. And man, they have so many things on there. It's 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 amazing. He, he kind of lays out in the interview, it's it's lots of, I mean, I, I guess I won't spoil the interview. We'll just kind of let it let it speak to our audience, but it got me really excited about it. And, uh, yeah, it's something that for sure I really want to encourage our listeners to check out and, and possibly even subscribe. Are you thinking about subscribing? I really am because there's things on there that I think are going to be very useful for even us operating this, uh, podcast platform. Like there's, Mm. um, lots of little, the way it works is it's a video, um, classes basically. And then you have your professional, um, who is leading the class through, multi-part videos and then you have um a project or something that you're doing so i mean there's lots of things that relate to our us in the podcast world um even with you know um our recent emails that we're doing they have you know an email marketing class there that would be great for one of us to do so let's bring cam on let's chat a little bit about skillshare and how learning a new skill can help you add a little bit more adventure to your everyday here's cam Skillshare is an online learning community for creators. Take a class on anything, design, photography, business, and more. Share your work for feedback from students around the world. Skillshare is learning by doing. Learn from anywhere, at work, or on your commute, anytime, and at your own pace. This is how we create universal access to learning and how we unlock the world's creativity. For $10 a month, you have full access to all classes on Skillshare, thousands of them. Classes are taught by real people with experience building, making, and creating projects they care about. Learn by watching them work, learn from their experiences, and create alongside them. This is not transactional education. This is a community of lifelong learners. Learn, collaborate, and teach a class of your own. It all starts on Skillshare. All right, this evening on the podcast, we have Cam from Skillshare, all the way from New York. Cam, how's it going? Great. How are you guys? Doing really well. It's uh, springtime, the sun is shining, and life is good up here. It's still light outside in the evening, so we're, we're, <laughs> we're doing really well. Morale is up. Um, yeah, Cam, I stumbled across um, well the company that you work at, Skillshare. Um, somehow, someone had posted about it, and then I... And I got onto it and then got on the website and I was very intrigued and so um, shot you guys a message and uh, and you were yeah you guys are really quick to get back and uh, so yeah thanks for coming on uh, can you just maybe explain um, a little bit of uh, Skillshare in the background and what your role is here 
Sure, yeah. Um, so Skillshare is a online learning community um, where you can, anyone can take um, or even teach a class. So there are 15,000 online classes in everything from design to business to photography to illustration, tons of, of creative fields. Um, and basically for a low monthly fee of starting around 10 bucks a month, you can get unlimited access just similar to your Netflix subscription, mm -hmm. accessing all these classes, take as many as you want. Each class has a project um, associated with it. So one part of what cool. we believe in is that, you know, learning passively is, is okay, uh, but learning yeah. doing is, is really how you learn. And so uh, we encourage people to do that project. You can submit it. Um, we have a community of two and a half million folks on our, our platform. So, um, you can comment on other people's projects. They will comment on yours. Some of our teachers are very active uh, in giving feedback. Um, and we've really found that that's, um, you know, kind of the best way to learn actually diving in and doing it. And so many of our classes are about picking up a new skill, whether it's how to use a particular design software, um, creative writing, you know, how to use a particular, uh, camera for photography, how to do a very specific marketing thing. Um, so that, in a nutshell, uh, you know, is what the business is, um, and and you know what the what Skillshare is. Um, my role there is I run marketing uh, at Skillshare, um, but I'm also just you know the reason when we were talking just before we started the interview about kind of how I came to to Skillshare, mm. uh, and that you know a lot of that is just on a personal level. Um, so many uh, of our students are people who maybe have a day job and they have a side gig and they're they're looking to, to maybe move into that side gig or they're looking to, to build that, to create a freelancing practice. Um, and you know, that's something that, you know, myself on the side, I write. And, and so doing something on the side and constantly learning has always been something that's super important to me. And, and which is one of the reasons why uh, I jumped on board at Skillshare. And I, and I think it's one of the things that's really important to many of our students. Um, you know, which is why, why they love us. What would That's be great. kind of the um, like the back form or uh, sorry the, oh, yeah, the yeah, background of of the uh, of the platform because I mean getting into I mean it's it, it's all video right or is it audio as well? Uh, currently, it's all video. Um, I yeah. think you know the the story. Our, our CEO Michael, um, he actually did some uh, volunteer work in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina, um, mm -hmm. and I think he was kind of struck by a lot of the economic inequity there. Um, and he was kind of really inspired to, to create something that um, would close the professional skills gap to give people opportunity. Um, and I think, you know, yeah. increasingly our yeah. mission is to you know, provide equal access uh, to opportunity to folks. And I think that, you know, that could be somebody who um, just for whatever reason, you know, here in the States doesn't have access because of their situation to uh, certain kind of learnings or somebody in another country. Um, so, you know, increasingly, uh, you know, our our mission is to provide access to folks so that they can have opportunity at things that they love. Right. So that could be um, mm. somebody who is in, you know, another country who wants to become a developer. That could be somebody who, you know, has their, their corporate job, but they want to move in to freelancing or they want to move into a creative field. Um, really the possibilities are endless, but you know, as we build our plat the platform, you know, the goal is to, to allow people to do the things that they love. How do you guys do all of the, um, like the filming? I, I was doing a little bit of research and, and I, as soon as I kind of understood the concept of what it was, I was, my, my, uh, my, the skeptic in me was like instantly, oh, I can look that up on YouTube. 
And then as soon as I went onto your website, I was like, oh, no, no, this is very different. You're, it's like, it's very high quality. It's very structured. There's like, it's, yeah, it, it was very different. And I'm, so how does it work with um, like the videoing? Yeah, so uh, there's there's multiple types of, of content uh, on our site, some of which we've actually gone out and created. But the vast majority is actually stuff that, that people have created themselves. And we right. do some best practices in terms of filming, in terms of how to structure the classes. Right. Uh, and then we have an algorithm that makes sure that um, the best classes are the ones that float to the top. Um, I think ah, it's so different. Cool. Yeah, then, then something like YouTube is that um, people, our teachers are directly incentivized. So uh, a right. big percentage of our revenue gets thrown back into a royalty pool. And based on how much people are interacting with the content, we pay those royalties back to, to teachers. So uh, we have folks who've changed their life and, and essentially this is a source of passive income for them that allows them to, again, do the thing that they love. You know, yeah, wow. That's a creative pursuit. And then they're teaching on the side. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. And I, I also really like the, like the platform of me, the consumer paying, because I just think it adds that other level of commitment that, you know, as soon as your like money follows value, if it's something that you really want, you'll pay for it. And so it's kind of that added little punch to to follow through. And like you said, there, there's projects and people you're accountable to. So it's, yeah, it's just one more thing. Yeah. And I think that the other, um, you know, thing, there's a lot of folks out there who are selling online classes. Many of them are very expensive or a couple hundred dollars. Mm. Um, and you take it and maybe you love it or maybe it's not quite what you expected. Um, and so we really feel that, you know, part of that giving access uh, that's connected to our model, which is for a low fee, you get unlimited access, right? So you can take a class if it's not what you thought, you know, no skin off, uh, you know, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. Figure out what, what works for you. Uh, move on to the next one. Those things. Yes. That's really cool. I like hearing a little bit about the business model that you have there. It sounds like obviously you have a pretty large user base already. Did you say 2.5 million students? We have two point, yeah, 2.5 million, um, students of some sort. So the way that our, our product works, there's about a thousand classes that are hundred percent free. All you need yeah. is an email address. Um, the reason that those classes are free is that the teachers of those classes, they choose to have them free, be free, and they don't receive royalties. Then the right. majority of okay. the other 14,000 are, are part of our premium subscriber, uh, base. Um, and those are ones where the teachers make royalties. Um, and, and, you know, that's where, uh, those are the paying students. So 2.5 million across, you know, all the classes free and paid, obviously a smaller subset of that, um, being paid, but you know, we're that, yeah, that's a pretty incredible business model because all those free, fr those people who are getting free content, every time they're on your site, they're just getting closer and closer to starting to pay for their membership. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. so, so I, I really like that cool business model, great value. Um, you find yourself kind of at the middle of this marketing. So you're in many ways responsible for how do I incentivize people to move towards the buy? Um, and you're in this sort of sexy startup world. Can you tell us what your favorite part of being in the middle of something that is so fresh right now in our world? Like, what's it like to be right at the heart of that? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, you know, and I had worked in startups before, um, but the biggest thing for me you know, I was going through because we're we're growing like crazy and we're hiring folks and um, I was you know looking through other startups in, in New York and, and elsewhere uh, to kind of figure out where we maybe wanted to find some talent from to to feed that growth and I was just looking at kind of the the one liner the log lines of so many other startups and so many of them were um, 
essentially tackling very small problems. You know, kind yeah. of it's the uh, the Casper for couches or you know something uh, of yeah. this. Not 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. shade at anybody, um, but yeah. essentially tackling small problems. And one of the things that you know I think is so inspiring about being at Skillshare uh, is that we're trying to tackle really large problems. We're trying to tackle um, the fact of you know creating equal opportunity to to equal access to opportunity in the world. Right, that's a huge problem. We're trying to tackle. Mm. Um, you know, some of these huge shifts that we see in the way people work and the way people live and the way people learn um, in terms of the fact that, you know, the, there's a lot of coverage uh, that's that's been out there in ter- uh, about how uh, such a large percentage of people are moving towards freelance work. And that the idea that, you know, you're going to find a job after college or, or whenever and stay there for 40 years uh, just doesn't exist anymore. And, and the way that people work is going to be totally different um, in the future than it is today. Uh, the fact that a lot of things are going to be automated and really what's going to be left is what we call conceptual work or creative work um, and what that means for the world. Um, those are all things that that we're kind of digging into and trying to tackle and trying to you know make a dent um, in and, and, and make the world you know a little bit of a better place. Uh, and so the fact that we're trying to tackle these really meaty problems is, is what's really inspiring to me. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love how you're kind of well, I, I love the whole idea of getting getting involved and in, like you say, like the way we work now is changing. Like I, I think like the guy that lives across my street right now, we were talking to him the other day and he's kind of a retired guy and he's like the ultimate pensioner, worked at this company, put in his time, boom, pension, retired, happily ever after. I think that's just that is not at all the reality for our generation right now. And and I can't think of anyone that's really setting themselves up to be in that situation unless you have some kind of relatively cush government gig yeah and so. I think you guys right you guys we're, we're on skype we're communicating via technology you know yeah. more people are working that way you guys i imagine you know maybe this is a side gig maybe you guys have other jobs um that that kind of portfolio of gigs is, is more and more the way that things are moving um yeah. and i think that you know this conversation we're having right now um you know is proof of that i have a side gig everybody kind of has has this yeah. side hustle these days yeah, what, what it's is kind yours? of funny the way the, the way that happens now. Yeah, I'm 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 writing. I, you know, I I mentioned we had talked. I uh, do fiction writing on the side. I've uh, written a book. I'm still tweaking with with it, and I'm I'm still uh, you know that that journey for me from going from being a, you know a, a corporate person to having this other gig is largely how I came upon Skillshare. Can you uh, share with us a little bit about what your book's about? At this point, or are you keeping it under wraps? I'm not keeping it under wraps, but it, it's a little bit complicated. The best way I can describe it in one sentence, it's like um, it's half a kind of realistic relationship drama and, and half Game of Thrones. And the two things mixed together and uh, hopefully All right. that's uh, coherent and, and, and cool. So uh, how, thing, uh, how, how far along okay. is it? I'm, I'm, I have a draft. It's about 550 pages. Um, wow! So still just tweeting and then yeah. you know, trying to do it on the weekends when I'm, I'm not yeah. here building the business here at Skillshare. And uh, yeah, one that thing that awesome. I find so cool about kind of present day storytelling um, is the depth of character development and plot development and the richness that writing offers in terms of its ability to describe scenes and people and places. Um, what have you found to be the most challenging thing about putting something together that's cohesive? You know, you're getting a, clearly you said you're tuning it, but I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like to create a story, b- 
build out my characters, build out whatever. Like, what, what's been a challenging part about writing? Um, you know, I'll, I'll answer that in kind of a way that is tied to Skillshare in a, in a roundabout way, which is... Look at you go. Yes, Cam. Love it. <laughs> which is that I, I'm, I'm very, you know, one of the reasons why I was so, uh, I'm so passionate about, you know, kind of online education, continuing education, Skillshare, uh, is I have this fundamental belief that things are connected much more than you give credit for, right? So the fact that um, you know, writing and, and essentially, you know, doing businessy stuff for a startup seem like very disparate things. Um, but in a lot of ways, um, once you do very different things, you start to um, connect the dots and you start to see these similarities jump between the two. And I would say, you know, the most challenging thing with writing is not the actual writing, um, but it's I always say, you know, writing is kind of an act of faith, which is you mm. you write knowing that, uh, you know, you're going to say, hey, this totally sucks. But when you're done, it's not going to be perfect, but you're going to say, wow, that's better than I thought it was. Uh, and you just kind of have to have that faith. And it's very similar, I think, to, to a startup, which is that things aren't going to be perfect, but you just have to move forward. Um, and if you put the right effort in, you're eventually going to look and say, wow, that, that was better than I thought. Um, and it's similarly this, this act of creating. Um, and, and the more I do different things, the more I see similarities between them. Um, you know, I know there's, there's this famous story of, of Steve Jobs how, when he was uh, – you know, in community college in Oregon, um, he took this calligraphy class. Um, you know, and at the time, you know, if you think about calligraphy and you think about computers, there's no connection. But ultimately, mm -hmm. this became, you know, his creating this idea of fonts, which is now so ingrained that it seems obvious, uh, but it wasn't obvious at the time. Um, and I right. think this idea of cross-pollinization, of, of kind of connecting the dots between disparate things is one of the reasons that personally brought me to Skillshare, but it's one of the powers of being on a platform like Skillshare, that if you're kind of intellectually curious, yes, if you're a marketer, you can work, take marketing classes at Skillshare. If you're a designer, you can take design classes. If you're whatever, you can take whatever classes. But just over time, by t exposing yourself to different things, you're going to be better at, at the first thing that you were doing. Uh, and, you know, I, I kind of strongly believe that intuitively. And I think that, you know, a lot of our students uh, would believe that or, or co-sign that uh, as well. Very, Very cool. well said. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, what are kind of some of the some some of the big big picture um, dreams for Skillshare? I mean, I feel like you guys are you, like you said, you're tackling big problems. You're in this um, in this position where you're doing you know videos of learning. So like that could literally go anywhere. What are kind of some of the big picture ideas that have come across the board? Yeah, I mean, I think that. Um more and more you're going to see folks are going to see that our product is, you know, and the, I don't want to, I can't give away too much, but that our product's going to move more towards not just being classes, but also, you know, that will always be the core of our, our business, but also having right. some opportunities uh, to showcase the work you've done, whether it's a project in your class. Or okay. Else. Yeah. And maybe, you know, to, to actually find opportunities directly, you know, through our, our platform. So we're playing around with adding sure. some additional community layers um, but then beyond that, you know, I think it's continually adding great classes um, so that you can come and and we're primarily focused towards skills that might be deemed professional in in some way for someone one mm -hmm. um, that you can go on and and anyone can find a class you know at for anything they want to learn at the right level and that they can level up their skills um, you know whether it's you know for their job or for just for a passion project yeah um, you know and we're moving in that direction right now we have fifteen thousand classes you know I think it's not implausible of having a hundred thousand, uh, one day, given what our model is, given that we're, yeah. um, 
some of those classes are coming from us top down, but so many more of them are coming uh, from our community of teachers. And one of the cool things about getting classes from the bottom up as opposed to top down is, is you'll see them just teaching things that we would never think of, but upon seeing them are like really obvious. Uh, this, this one That's class, example. yeah, it comes to mind and you know, I'm not a designer, so I'm going to kind of botch this, but it was like, it's like this effect, uh, you know, in, in one of the Adobe programs, I believe to make things look as if they're kind of a knit sweater. And maybe this sounds like really weird. Or it's hard <laughs> to, to think about yeah, but yeah. Like, when you see it, if you go to the class, you can go to skillshare.com. And if you like, uh, Google like knit sweater effect, or you search for knit sweater effect, you'll find this class. Um, it's so obvious of like how a designer would use this, right? Like it's like one very specific thing that like nobody who was like, hey, we're gonna teach a bunch of design stuff would ever say, I'm gonna teach this. But because it's sourced by experts who are kind of at the leading edge of doing stuff, you get all these cool little classes and you learn stuff that you would never learn otherwise, um, which is you know one of the things that, that I love about Skillshare. Oh, that's really cool. That is very neat. Um, how have you found uh, engagement to be within your community? And, you know, I'm sure you have a team that is responsible for building a platform that is more and more and more engaging. Um, like, you know, even, you know, average user times or how many courses do people go through? Are you seeing encouraging stuff in some of those stats? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can give the exact numbers, but we've really seen a a huge uptake of late and, and, you know, some of that awesome. is structural barriers that we've kind of removed to make it a little bit easier to watch classes. I think one of the other uh, big changes that we made that, that made a huge difference was um, just changing the incentive structure a little bit for teachers um, where now, you know, we pay much more based on, on actual student engagement and not just student intent. Um, so in the past it was, you know, how many people kind of enroll or say they right. want to take a class. Um, and mm. now, focus much more on how much are they actually taking and completing classes. Um, you know, and, and if you reward certain behavior, uh, you get more of that behavior. And, and we've seen, you know, a big uptake, uh, you know, in the, the amount that students are engaging, you know, just on, on account of that. That's very cool. Um, one thing we always like to chat with uh, folks that we have on the show about is, and I mean, this one is pretty obvious, so maybe think a little more outside the box. But what are some tips that you could give that you would give someone who is trying to add more adventure to their life? Obviously, adding skills is important. Obviously, uh, joining Skillshare is what is what you want. But are there any other things that you, when you think of the the word adventure or adding adventure to your life that people can do to start moving in the right direction? Um, yeah, you know, I just read this. Uh, I read this book by a. Uh, I'm going to bot watch his name, Chris Gilbenu. Are you familiar? He wrote. Oh, I, yeah, Chris Gilbenu. Somebody, he wrote The $100 Startup. Or, or, I, I'm, I'm botching his name, but he, this, this other book that, that he just uh, wrote is called uh, The Happiness of Pursuit. Um, and, you know, in this, this, this book is all about kind of um, creating quests for yourself and following them. And I think that this is very much. Aligned with kind of what you're talking about, and, yeah. and you know, uh, this isn't kind of this is more Cam talking personally than, than the Skillshare. Me, obviously, yeah. Everybody, go join Skillshare, and if you go there, you can, you know, uh, you can get a first month of premium for free. But boom, from doing that, hey, yeah, just for Open Road Pod listeners, right? Only for us. Only, yes, 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 yes of yes. course. Uh, people know who you are just by virtue of. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's, it's very. Saying. Tricky IP thing. Don't worry about how. how <laughs> um, Perfect. But you know, it, this book was all about kind of creating quests, and I've, I've been very much of the belief that um, 
the way you add adventure, the way you are happier is in some ways by having things that are finite, by having things that um, have a set uh, end in sight. Um, you know, I think when people talk about the corporate grind, um, usually what that is is when this December looks a lot like last December, when this April looks a lot like last April, and you feel like it's a cycle that you're never going to get out of. Um, I think that by trying to set finite goals, um, whether that's for your career and thinking about them more as, hey, I'm tours of duty, you know, I'm going to do three years here and, and learn as much as I can and then move on to the next thing. Uh, or if it's things for your personal life, I want to write a book. I want to, you know, and, and this guy right. visit every country in the world. But by setting things that are finite, um, I think that, that just that mindset um, adds adventure, uh, changes kind of your perspective on things. Because um, when things can end, I think they can have a, a different kind of value. And, and so, you know, whether that's just changing a framing of something you're already doing uh, or figuring out what you're passionate about and and saying, hey, I, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have a side gig. I'm going to teach on Skillshare. I'm going to go travel to these certain places. I'm going to start a blog and, and have these parameters around it. I think that that change in perspective makes all the difference. And I think it's one of the reasons why you, you know, you don't, you find when, you know, people don't have this same kind of existential crisis when they're in school, right? Because because school ends at, after four years or after some point. It's really sure. only this ongoing thing. Um, so put some boundaries around things, and I think that inevitably that adds some adventure. It adds a little something. Um, that's my personal philosophy, at least. That's fantastic. That's pretty airtight, Cam. I like that a lot. <laughs> Is there, uh, besides your book, are there any other cool little quests that you find yourself on? You know what? I have, I mean, I do some, I write some shorter stuff also, but oh, I find nice. myself with, uh, with too many ideas and, and, and not enough. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're in the wrong environment if that's your mindset because I've, if I, I'm, I'm the exact same way. And if I were working in your office, I feel like I'd hear about a new video coming out and I'd just get sucked right in and, and have to dive into that and then yeah. <laughs> throw everything else out the window. So, so yeah, I mean, too many to name, but, you know, I mean, I think it's um, one of the reasons why I've always found, you know, working in, in startups uh, to be so refreshing because it's either – you're going to go out of business, right? And I'm going to have, be doing something else. And, yep. and hopefully at Skillshare that doesn't happen. And I don't think it will. Or the job's going to be so fundamentally different over time, you know, as the company grows. And so in a right. way, it's this little right. quest. And we have these goals and markers in front of us, uh, you know, that we try to hit. Um, and I think that that's why it feels so different than being in, you know, some ginormous company where, and I've been mm. in larger companies too, where, you know, this January feels a lot like last January. And, and when you start mm -hmm. feeling that way, that's when it starts being tough. Well, and that's another interesting point in regards to the quest. I think everyone can think of 50 things they'd like to do or 50 of these things that would be interesting or that they maybe really want to do. And yet, if you don't start by just doing one, well, good luck. You're never going to get through any of them. Yes. Mm. I mean, you know, the, the thing I used to always say about writing is uh, the time when I felt like I became a real writer was when I cared more about, I, I worried less about being a bad writer than being a fake writer. You know, there are a lot of fake writers out there, people who right. say they write, but don't actually write. Um, yeah. But it, it's, if you don't worry about, you know, don't worry about being a bad writer, just worry about being a fake writer. And I think the same thing goes for, for every quest or everything you could do, which is 
take that first step, do it. And, and there's nothing to, there's nothing to talk about. Uh, and there's no advice you can give other than, than to do it. And, you know, and at one point, if, if you're more afraid of not doing it than you are of failing at it, then you'll do it. I, uh, I, I love the idea of just kind of putting, um, putting your money where your mouth is and, and exactly like, and I'm not trying to butter you up or anything, but when you said, when you said that you're interested in writing and, uh, tons of people do, and then you're like, no, no, like I have a full draft. I'm like, Oh, whoa, this guy's, yeah, he's taking it. He's interested in writing. <laughs> so I, I just, I, I think I just, I don't know. I feel like we have so much available and it's, it is hard to focus on things. Um, and focus is probably a big issue with, with, with our current generation. And I feel like it's, uh, it should be very noted that when someone can actually accomplish a big goal like that, it's, it's a big deal. And I, uh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, the uh, same goes for your podcast, right? Like I'm sure at some point you guys were talking about it. I don't know yep. anything about the background and you yep. did it and you're probably not quite up to this American life no, uh, number, <laughs> yet, but you know, you're out there. Yeah, yeah, and I no, think yeah, sure. well the same thing like you said deadlines. We when 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 we started this podcast, we did have a hard deadline that we wanted to have something up and we were we're pretty well we're we're, we're kind of perfectionists with the show, uh not really, but we we had a lot of ideas of what we wanted it to look like and and how we wanted it structured and we were working away on it and then we I think we blew past our deadline and then just decided like no, it's not perfect, but we have to get this up and we have to do it. So it's uh, and it's nice, and it's kind of kickstarted us into um, just continuing on and continue yeah. honing. And that was over about a year ago, so it's a, a been a fun learning curve and a fun side project, and it's been it's been good. But Calvin, we can't we can't get past this one thing that you just said. Okay? I went and, on a real we, ramble we, there, and I'm yeah, sure we I said need a few Cam things. to weigh <laughs> in on this for a minute because Calvin, you literally just complained about our generation last week you talked about how you were showing the lady at the grocery store your pics of your baby and you are i know you are you're washed up buddy i know you're totally right what can calvin do to remain relevant instead of complaining about the next generation which he is a part of you know at least i was complaining about my own generation (laughs) yeah i know you can see my face i don't know if i I think i'm older than i look but i'm like the uh yeah i am the worst at I'll say the word under my breath, like at least three times a week, millennials. You know? <laughs> uh, so, you know, I mean, hey, just embrace it. Embrace being old and uh, and that's okay. That's good. That's good. That's funny. Well, Cam, any other things that you would love to, imp- any any other nuggets of wisdom you'd like to impart? I'm sure you got lots. You've been dropping them like it's been great. No, you know what? The the best piece of, of a place, sorry, let me back up. The place where there is far more wisdom than I could ever provide is on Skillshare. And like yes. I said, you can yes. get access to all 15,000 classes. You can take whatever you want to. Yeah, you're going to have to put a credit card down, but if you cancel before the deadline, like, you know, you don't pay anything. You'll pay zero. And even if you did pay, it starts at like 10 bucks a month for access to 15,000 classes. So it's probably the best 10 bucks you're ever going to spend. But hey, don't take my word for it. Go check it out. There's tons of wisdom. If you're interested in design, if you're interested in anything creative, um, especially, uh, it's an awesome place to be. Um, and, you know, that's what I would leave you with. I have nothing else to, to give to you guys. Cool. Uh, what, 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 kind of, what kind of jobs you got there right now? Anything uh, we might be interested in? <laughs> Well, we're hiring. We're we're hiring someone on our, our marketing team, but we're also, if you are a awesome engineer, uh, we uh, you know uh, we'd love to have you. Um, our partnership teams. Actually, you can just go onto our careers page 
go scroll down to the bottom, click on careers. You can see pictures of all the people who work there and you can see our job openings uh, and, and feel free to, to apply to any that tickle your fancy. Had all I right. known we were going to start talking about jobs, I wouldn't have taken off my colored shirt and been in this ugly uh, little uh, undershirt here. Yeah, don't worry. Everybody at <laughs> it's a pretty my, informal interview. <laughs> everyone in our company, you know, they it's it's pretty casual here. You know, we we care about getting things done, so don't yeah. worry about the collar. Yeah, no worries. Spoken like a true startup. Well, Cam, thanks so much for coming on the show. We we appreciate both uh, the Skillshare uh, marketing guru Cam and also the. Uh, you know the the cam the guy who's who's a writer and a husband and it was really nice to get to know you a little bit in this uh, in this quick little time together today. Cool, yeah. Thanks for having uh, having me on, and uh, it was great talking to you guys. Okay, awesome. thanks, Cam. Thanks. Oh, that was really great to talk to Cam. That was that, that was fun. We could have talked to him for quite a while. It was really neat to get a little um, snapshot into the as you said the sexy startup world. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a really interesting guy. And if I think about Skillshare as mm-hmm. a company in the tech world, yes. or I guess in the startup world, they are pretty big. So I imagine, I got to look into Cam a little bit more. He's probably like a bit of a hotshot if they called him in to be the VP of marketing. I mean, that's no joke. No one said this guy was a joke, Jer. <laughs> like, I think you're just so surprised that, uh, yeah. Um, I'm just I'm just so surprised at the caliber of guests you can keep on getting for us, Calvin. Right, you're such a right. you're such I'm a good podcast it. co-host. Um, One thing that I wanted to chat a little bit about, again, yes. continuing this maker series, Calvin, okay. is yep. you are um, you are I think a pretty great maker, and you just built and delivered this past weekend that great coffee table. I mean, not coffee table, dining room table for Co- my wife. Coffee and I. table for giants. <laughs> That beautiful, um, that beautiful cherry table. So yeah, I mean, I don't really know what I want to want to chat about, but I think it's. I just looked at it and I was like, there was so much work put into this thing to make it fit and be square and be smooth and just to work. Mm-hmm. Was it a fun adventure for you? Yeah, it was a fun adventure. I always like again, like when I I do probably a project like that maybe like three or four a year, so not a lot. That's kind of what I end up taking on. And it's always for people that I somehow kind of know. So I, I get really excited because yeah. I'm not doing that many of them. Uh, each one I do is quite a bit different from the last. And I'm using skills that I've learned along the way and contributing. So um, to get a better product, the further along I go. Um, but yeah, of course, it was fun for me to do that. It's It's something I'm passionate about and enjoy doing. The next skill you should add to your roster is the the video customer skill. Customer service. <laughs> customer service. Why do you say that? Oh, okay. I thought you were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going maybe low jab. Maybe yeah. Customer service would be great. Uh, <laughs> table wasn't exactly what we expected. <laughs> like we actually asked for a chair. <laughs> no. So. Anyways, uh, sorry. I, go, what I, were you I was say? just gonna say it's 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 cool. It was cool to look at it and to know that you had built it. And I guess I just had a new appreciation for, is it considered fine woodworking or just woodworking in general? Or I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I'd like to think it's fine woodworking. I'm sure if anyone from any kind of fine woodworking authority saw it, they would just, you know, set it on fire. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? That's where, yeah, it's kind of, woodworking is tricky. So, Fine Woodworking Magazine is my is my go to resource, yeah. And so that's my that's what I kind of I don't know strive for is right um, that caliber, yeah. 
but anyways no i thought it was i think it's a beautiful uh addition to our living room and it's a really beautiful housewarming uh housewarming gift and we're mm-hmm. excited to to put it to good use with good friends around that table yeah, to share some meals together yeah ding it up i will not ding it up i will not not use a coaster ever no matter what though we did yesterday no don't say that <laughs> <laughs> ruined absolutely destroyed uh yeah jer so i mean what else you got got you got on going on today um nothing so, too much so nice too much going you guys on are moving today. into this house this week um yeah we're we're going to be moving in at the end of end of this week we've slowly started packing up our place here at uh, cole and janessa's we probably should do a little wrap-up conversation about that at some point of living with community what we loved what we learned that yeah that actually would be good because you're yeah about a you did this for about a year of your life yeah and you and it was you know fairly miserable so it was i mean i mean it was completely miserable you've destroyed some friendships along the way no (laughs) doubt Um, and maybe we'll bring sure we'll bring we'll bring cole on and we'll have a bit of a confrontation cool yeah hash it out yeah so maybe that's a, a future banter uh you know, a future bit of banter to come up. So, how are you guys going to split up your Xbox game collection? Um, don't tell him this, but I'm definitely taking every game. Oh wow! Okay. So I'm just trying to figure out a way to sneak them out of the house while yeah. he's not looking. Also, while he's not using them. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't have 18 <laughs> consoles hooked up and playing everyone at the same time. <laughs> uh, that's not. That's not. That's not true. That's not no true. one has 18 con- so consoles. So inaccurate. Um, oh, I had a couple other quick announcements. Kyle, is it now a good time for that, you think? Hit it, man. So, uh, one quick announcement. I was, this is Jeremy speaking, uh, I was actually, inter- not Calvin, definitely not Calvin. I was interviewed on another podcast. Kevin Unger, a friend of mine, has a podcast called Tell Stories, Make Friends, and he interviewed little old me for that. What's this guy's name? Kevin Unger. Why didn't he interview me? Ooh. Uh, just do some self-reflection on this, that one. And this you is awkward. Figure it out. <laughs> he thought the best way to get info on the open road pod was to go to you. What a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I really misrepresented us. So if you want to hear me relentlessly chirp Calvin, uh, then go over to the Tell Story Make Friends podcast. And uh, it's a conversation a little bit more of some of my story and some stuff you may not always hear over here. But check that podcast out. Uh, it should be a bit of a good time. Cool. Well, I the will other... listen, listen in, Jer. I'd like to hear more about you. You would? Yeah, just something. Hear all about me. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that is kind of neat that um, I got, uh, I was chatting with Adam Coons, who was a previous guest, uh, and he yes, um, is the, Have fun the do good. fellow from Half Fun Do Good. Exactly. Right. And so we were just chatting a little bit, and um, he had mentioned that they have another trip coming up. Cool. So they are doing a big trip to the Grand Canyon and through a bunch of beautiful places. So if you're interested in finding more adventure in the everyday. Go to Have Fun uh, Do Good's website. Look into these trips. It's an amazing way to have some great experiences and meet some new people. So that's coming up, and we want to support the neat stuff that Adam is doing. So, mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. We love, uh, yeah, kind of catching up with previous guests and seeing what they're doing. And I think we're going to try and do that a little bit more uh, this year. Um, a couple of the guests that we um, grew particularly close with, we'll, we'll get them back on. And for little updates, kind of like our um, Ben Hardesty episode from a couple weeks ago, that was fun. Uh, yeah, absolutely. In other news, um, emails going out again this week. If you want to get on the email list, just uh, go onto our website, openroadpod.com, and uh, click in your email there, or just send it to us um, via email or DM, whatever works, and we'll get you on that list. 
Yeah, there's been a bunch of people wanting that email, so thank you for submitting your names. If you want to review the podcast, we have a contest where we're giving away uh, a t-shirt right now, so we still only have one person who's entered that contest. You have to enter it by sending us a screenshot of your review, because there's no other way for us to find that. You can email us, Jeremy or Calvin, at openroadpod.com. But those reviews are very helpful because it, uh, you know, legitimizes the show even more. So if you can do that, that's fantastic. Just if share it, it with possible. a friend. You know, share the show with a friend that would also be just marvelous and, and generous uh, of, of you to do for us. It's just a small thing, but we'd really appreciate it. Cool. All right, let's get out of here. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed our episode with Cam from Skillshare. Check out their website and go out and find a little bit more adventure in your everyday. Mm. Oh, and we have one final little treat for you to wrap up this week's episode. It is a song. A little while back on this podcast, we uh, played music almost every week to introduce you to a new band so that you could have a musical adventure every week. Well, we have a song this week, and it is called Tighten Up, which is the new single from the band Half Twin. You can find them by taking a look at the links in our show notes. This is the new single from Half Twin called Tighten Up. I told you not to master the good thing Now my good things are all a mess If my solid life is you just black and